0: Welcome to Inga and the Planet. If you're interested in reducing your waste, staying up to date on sustainability news, or just wanting to hear my random jokes, you're in the right place. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hi everyone, and welcome back for episode 12. Today, I am super excited to be here with my host, Quincy, and this is actually going to be an episode dedicated to him. In this episode today, hi Phoebe, we're gonna be talking a lot about cats and how to kind of maneuver our world with cats when they're literally our family, but also, you know, they're a little bit wasteful because home animals are um and just kind of navigating that conversation because I do get this question sometimes from people and I'm not just like saying like Instagram people a lot of my family members will sometimes ask me like well what do you do with Quincy like what do you do with his waist and I'm just here to talk about all of that so you know I got him not too long ago he's a pretty young cat um he's I got him from a shelter called Dumb Friends Week um, in Denver when I lived there. And I I don't know. I came in there looking for a very much older cat. I honestly really was looking for an older cat. The thing is that they were showing me all of these cats... They were really cute. I was into them. And then this is where the lady made the mistake or not the mistake in this case. But she said, you know, we just had some rescues um, and they um, they have like a feline type of a disease. It's not really a disease. But um, and, you, you know, if you are interested and you don't have any other cats in their house... Could you could you look at them? And I said, Yeah, okay, like I'm into it. Like let's rescue some cuties, right? And they showed me Quincy and I just fell in love with him. I thought he was so cute. He's so sweet. And I just was like, This is gonna be my cat. I'm gonna take him. So, you know, I took him right away. I and I just moved into my apartment the night before. So like I wanted to get a cat so bad. I am obsessed with cats. So I was really excited and I got Quincy and I brought him in and just kind of started him adapting him to my world. He has been the most joyous cat. He is so sweet. And even though he has this weird, very common virus, actually... It it's not transmittable to humans and when cats are properly taken care of, it actually doesn't really affect their life at all. And that's what I have found with Quincy. He has been just he's been great. This just kind of shows the power of a healthy diet, which is gonna be a lot what this episode is about. I kind of starting off with him eating kibble because I didn't know any better one. To, that's what the people, the place gave me because that's what they were feeding him. He was dumped on the side of the road, so he is a true rescue. What they didn't really know is how gorgeous he is. And all cats are gorgeous, I know. But he also has, um, and says he has a lot of Maine Coon genes in him, so he is just huge. He's a huge cat, which means he eats a lot. But um, I think he's... He's over 15 pounds for sure I'm not gonna tell his weight because I don't think it's nice to say it don't worry Quincy I won't tell them even though he is very healthy and he is not overweight but that's kind of like the story between Quincy and every place I've been to like I've moved to Quincy came with me of course because he is my cat I love him and he is such a good traveler he is amazing with other people and like anytime like people come over he's so nice to them he's not aggressive and I just really really love him so what I feed Quincy so now he is raw fed um which which is where I think people get a little bit confused sometimes because they're like oh Inga you're vegan I know but the thing is that my cat is not a vegan he is a carnivore he is supposed to eat meat um his teeth are designed to eat meat where humans are not really you know not at this point of time I think at some point we were for sure like that's all we had to eat but at this point we have so many varieties and plant-based diet is important um but not Quincy he's not going to be eating meat or he eats meat that's all he eats um he eats lots of that protein and what so what I've been doing is I've been transitioning him into raw for the past like six months. I would say um, it's been quite the journey because he's extremely picky. He does love um, freeze-dried raw food right now, and what I've been doing with that is I've been soaking it in water and then give it to, giving it to him. And that really helps rehydrate it and to get that water content into the food. But it is raw food. It's like 98% meat. It's very high in protein. It's non-GMO. I don't love the packaging. I really don't. Um, And right now, I'm actually transitioning him into completely raw. So not freeze-dried but like raw raw so we're going through a transition right now and it's definitely been difficult but we're getting there and that's what is very important to me is that he eats the best food possible his coat is shiny it's beautiful i think that that's really kind of the diet that he needs and yeah not that i love giving it to him because it's kind of grosses me out but that's what he eats the same thing kind of goes with his snacks. Um, he does get his um, treats. I get them from Only Natural Pet. It's a B Corp. It is located in Colorado. And that's kind of how I know about them. So I occasionally will place like a large order. And they do have carbon neutral shipping. But still like i rather not place like 100 orders like all the time. So I just do like one, one once in a while to equipment the waste there. That was my smoothie. I'm, I'm, it's the morning, so I'm drinking smoothie right now. It's very good. Mm-mm-mm. Great. So there's that. I have started getting him cat grass. So I actually just buy the seeds and I just grow the cat grass for him. And then he just likes to, like, nibble on it. He, like, rubs his head on the grass. He really likes it. And it's really, really cute. Um, catnip hasn't really been a big thing for him. I don't know why. I'm actually going to try growing some at home again, like, to have it completely, like, grown from home, from organic um, seeds. And I'll let you know. I'll circle back and tell you what I think about that. But it's been... It's kind of, um... It's kind of, like, the most zero waste to do it because a lot of catnip is packaged a lot of plastic, and I'm not into that. So I'm going to try to grow grow it here and see how that works. His choice... um, so he has very specific toys he's obsessed with Liz is one of them she has been number one since he was literally like came to my life he has had this purple toy he's obsessed with it I did have to get it replaced because that's literally his favorite toy and he rather play with it than anything else in the world and that's really cute but um, our family members have gotten really creative and have given him like shoe laces, which I really love as a zero waste um, alternative to a lot of like plastic toy toys. Um, of course, he has honestly a bunch from when I first got him. Um, he definitely does have some plastic toys. I hate it, but um, at this point, I'm not getting rid of them because they're still in perfect shape. Um, he still continues playing with them. And I think that's kind of what matters. Um, he also has a ball of yarn and, um, he, uh, this was gifted to him. Um, thank you, Amy. And that one is a supervised toy. So we'll just like kind of roll it around the ground. He would chase it. It's super cute. And of course, like we have the laser pointer. We don't do that often, but once in a while, like we like to bring it out just because we like to circulate the toys out. So it keeps it fresh and Keeps him on his toes, you know. As far as the water, uh, we have a zero waste fountain, and it's amazing because it's like uh, a stainless steel bowl, and has a copper like uh, spout. Um, we used to have a really gross plastic one; it actually broke. But I did, I somehow we fixed it and I ended up selling it on eBay to somebody else um, because I didn't want to just throw it in the trash and it still was working but at that point I was just like I think we need to look for a more zero-waste option and then pass this on to somebody else whom I wanted and that it worked like it really worked Um this what this water fountain was made on by a guy on Etsy I'm definitely going to link it it's beautiful it's so organically beautiful it works really well. It's pretty quiet. Um, and, we, you know, we clean the water out. But it's it's perfect. We're a big fan. And it's huge. So he can, like, dunk his whole head in there. And sometimes he likes to do that. And, um, yeah, it works out really well. He also has an eco bowl for food. Um, and we do give him CBD on treats if it's a stressful time. Um, like, for example, if, like uh i don't know if he if he had like a hairball or something else like that like we'll give him like a hairball treat and then like put some cbd on it to like calm calm him down a little bit it's been working beautifully our vet also says it's fine like i found a really good one that has a third party um verification and i think that's what's really important about those products really any product is that like some there's a lab test on it and you can see exactly what happens there and um but this one has been really really great and litter so that's a big one um we have been using healthy cat eco cat long hair breed um so what this is it's a it's made from reclaimed fallen timber and unused longer materials it is 100% biodegradable um it's also flushable but this kind of makes sure that, and it comes in this like big um, box that's um, paper or I should say cardboard. So, you know, there's no plastic. I am super into it. Um, only the handle like, that's kind of like attached into it is plastic. I've been thinking about like writing the company and saying like, I don't know who really is using that. Like, I don't know. So maybe like they can remove that and make it completely zero zero plastic but that's like the, the little plastic thing about it but honestly it's really great because he is so long-haired that um the old litter would stick to his butt but this one definitely doesn't and it just like there's not that much fallout because it, it's a little bit heavier um yeah we're really into it and the it, it's a really great order control as well so that's my our favorite zero waste sweater, almost zero waste litter that is um yeah so that's kind of like the life of Quincy like he clearly doesn't require a lot of materials but he does require a lot of um a lot of meat and that's it is what it is I I'm okay with it because I love him so much and I sign up for this right like I wanted to have a cat I'm so happy I have him and just because my dietary um choices have changed does not mean that his do as well I really don't know what vegan cats look of the future I am curious to see what they do but at this point he is eating all meat yeah okay so um I hope that was really helpful I think that it's very important to kind of showcase different sides of my life that are not zero waste and that do produce waste because, you know, at this point it is what it is. But, um, I think the starting that conversation about like our pets and how we can limit their waste. And, um, I don't have a dog. So I know a lot of people like have zero waste dogs. And like, I think that that's definitely something that's worth researching for sure. Cause I know a lot of people do it and do it beautifully so there are definitely ways and we can all over our pets waste as much as we can. I wanted to give a quick shout out um, to my animal friends um, here in New York, uh, World for Animal Rights. They just passed the faux gras ban in New York that's going to take place in 2022. It's incredible. And my thing is that you know, if you love your animal at home or you love um, animals, right, in general, you should be loving all animals. And that's kind of like a big thing with uh faux gras. Uh, I'm just so, so happy that it passed. It also passed with protection of birds from poaching, heat relief for horses. I don't know why we still have horses here in Central Park. I have no freaking clue. It's 2019, almost 2020. That's crazy to me, but we're making the right steps in the right direction. And also um, passed a bill for memorial office of office welfare, um, animal welfare, sorry. <laughs> and that's just amazing. And the latest news also with the faux gras ban is that uh, voters to animal rights are suing one of the biggest um, faux gras farms in the nation, which is incredible. Um, I think that the time is coming where people are starting to really care about animals and are trying to end, end speciesism. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's really the takeaway of the podcast is just that animals are important and we, we, as our take caretakers should care about them. but we should also care about, about other animals lives because it's just, they're all animals and we are humans and we all live on the same planet and we just need to have a little bit more respect, I think. That's it. That's it. Um, thank you so much for listening today. I'm so glad you tuned in. Um, give me your, uh, your feedback, constructive, uh, happy feedback, any kind of feedback. I am more than happy to listen to it. Um, I'm going to start getting, um, in the next few weeks, I'm going to be having some guest stars on the show. So definitely stay tuned to see what's coming up because it's looking very exciting. Thank you everyone. And have a beautiful Friday.